we ever have from moment to moment is a good plan. As we heed all the messages about building generational wealth, let us spare some thoughts for how we actually pass on that wealth and stability to the next generation, to our loved ones. We can't control when our time runs out, but we can have some control of what happens when that day arrives. Today on Shack Shack, we have Laverne Ochoa-Clark, attorney at law and senior associate in the property department of legal firm Clark Gittins Farmer. Laverne graduated with an LLB with honors from the University of the West Indies Cave Hill in 2004 and was called to the bar in both Trinidad and Tobago and Barbados in 2006. She also holds a step certificate in international trust management. Her practice areas are wills, trusts and estates, convincing, land title proceedings and restoration of title. But her special focus is on wills and estate. Welcome Laverne and thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me Akila. So we've all heard references made to making a will and estate planning. What does it mean to undertake estate planning? Is it the same as making a will? Estate planning is the process of arranging for the management and disposal of assets during your lifetime and after your death. A will is a common estate planning tool. Mm -hmm. It's usually the simplest way for planning the distribution of an estate. And for many people, estate planning starts with the making of a will. Okay. I've also heard terms like a living will. Is that something different altogether? Yes. A living will is a document that informs doctors and caregivers what medical care you want if you're unable to communicate due to some accident or severe illness, such as dementia, or if you're in a coma. So guidelines as to, you know, for your family members to make decisions about sustaining your quality of life that would agree with your wishes. Okay. Yeah, I understand. So people often feel that, you know, they don't have anything to pass on and, you know, the word estate somehow implies great wealth and grandeur. So I'm just wondering what your thoughts are on this. You know, do I need to be wealthy? No, you don't need to be wealthy. That's a great misconception. Mm -hmm. Estate is anything that you own. It may be a car. Well, it includes a car, your house, shares, insurance policies, mutual funds, anything that you own forms part of your estate when you die. Okay. So even if I have like $100 in the bank, I could, you know, I could will that to someone. Yes, you can. Okay. Okay. Good. I was actually reading something last year about COVID and how it was triggering people to create more wills, create, you know, more people to create their wills, really. So I was just wondering if you found that more people have been seeking out your service lately or, and maybe what drives people to seek out your service? There have been an increase in wills during COVID. Yes, there are some people who, because of the current situation, the pandemic, they are really taking stock of their affairs and trying to put things in place. Yeah. I wouldn't generally say that it's because of. People are always trying to protect their assets and make sure that their loved ones are taken care of. And a will isn't static. So people may seek advice from an attorney at law to prepare their will, for instance, when certain events happen in their life. For instance, on marriage, they may want to make a will. Yeah. On 
growth of a child or grandchildren when they acquire assets or sell existing assets, when the executors or beneficiaries die, you may want to change your will. So you people make certain choices. They decide whether to make wills based on what is happening around them. Okay, so whatever is happening in their life, maybe at that particular time. Yes. You did mention about, you know, the birth of a child or the birth of a grandchild I guess a lot of people also create wills or estate plan when they become parents so because they also need to appoint maybe a legal guardian and make provisions for their children I guess those are the things that also are included in the will yes that is correct because if you have minor children you may want to make provisions for the care and maintenance of those minor children so you may want to appoint guardians guardians may or may not be the same people you have as executors okay The other thing I was wondering about, I mean, outside of like parents, what about maybe entrepreneurs and business owners? Is it something that perhaps they should be considering as well in terms of what happens when they die to their their business or their investment? Yes, actually, that's a very good thing to do because sometimes people are so busy accumulating wealth. Yes that they don't put succession planning in place. For instance, you may have a business, you may not make provisions for, you may be the sole shareholder of that company. What happens when you die? So succession planning, estate planning is important for the continuation of your business and the continuation of your vision for that yeah. business. That's true. And I think you're, you're quite right. People are you know tend to be busy making money and they don't always think about you know, that part of it, but that is also quite important. Yes. And then I guess, you know, we're talking about people who make wills and estate planning, but there are also, you know, a fair amount of people who don't do any estate planning. Why do you think that is? I mean, outside of maybe cost, I mean, are people afraid of, you know, thinking about death and mortality, maybe lack of knowledge? I was just wondering about your thoughts. Yes, for some reason, people think that, the minute I instruct an attorney to prepare a will that, you know, the next day I'll die. So that's a great question. <laughs> think that they would, for some reason, hasten their demise when they start planning their estate, which is totally not true. Yeah. Planning your estate allows you to make provisions for the people you want to get what you've worked so hard for. Yeah. It allows you to state when they should get these assets, for instance, if they should get it at age 21, 30, how much of these assets they should get, whether they should get all or half share or one third. So it allows you to make certain decisions. Yes. So leading on from that, do you think that like our culture in the, in the Caribbean impacts how we as- approach estate planning? Is it, you know, maybe something that we don't really talk about that much or something that we don't consider to be part of Building wealth, maybe. What I've realized that we do make wills in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. It's just quite often people tend to make wills when they are older. That, that's true. I guess it's something you, I guess when you think the, the likelihood of your, your dying increases, maybe you're more thinking about making a will than when you're young and carefree. Yes. From my observation, while young people are making wills, and some of them do after purchasing their first home, 
the majority of people making wills are the older members of our society okay that's that's interesting on the other side you know we we talk about why people don't make wills but do you think too maybe part of it is that people kind of feel like doing so might seem that they're favoring somebody more than the other it may cause disputes ideas of um, fairness do you think people are concerned with that when they're making their wills or not really your will contains your personal instructions about how you want your assets to be distributed when you die some people may procrastinate in making their wills because they don't want to make what they consider to be tough decisions they don't want to put their personal instructions on paper because they don't want to offend a child the question you should be asking yourself is do you want to have someone else make those decisions for you after you die if you are faced with such a dilemma an attorney may be able to help by giving you options and choices okay well that's true that's true and in your own experience do you find that men and women are operating in similar ways when it comes to estate planning and creating wills i think so it's not gender specific i think both men and women are actively preparing wills okay that's good what would you say are the significant consequences of not putting your affairs in order i mean what happens when you die without a will when you die without a will you are considered to die intestate and the law determines who is entitled to apply for a grant for your estate and that grant is called a grant of letters of administration and who gets your assets. People who are entitled on an intestacy when you die without leaving a will may not be the people you want to inherit your assets. That's a good point is make a will and stipulate exactly who you want to get it okay and then there are people who don't make a will but maybe they have life insurance policies or investments where they can name a beneficiary would you say that that is sufficient to do the job or not necessarily if you want a particular person to get the money from your insurance policy when you die without having to wait until your will is probated and your executor receives letters testamentary or if you die without leaving a will your administrator receiving letters of administration it is possible once that person is named as a beneficiary on that insurance policy so i mean it's not foolproof and it's not as certain as a will but i guess that does offer you know some direction yes and it avoids probate once you have a name beneficiary on an insurance policy, that policy, as I said, would not form part of your estate. So there's no need to wait for probates before that claim is processed. Okay, so we've kind of talked about wills and what they are, but what are the key things to know about the process, the main steps about, you know, making that will and at the end of the day, when someone dies, what happens? What's, what's the process like? Some of the key things to consider when making a will would be, first, you must have a plan. Make a list of all of your assets. Write down who you want to get these assets. These people would be your beneficiaries. You must have the names of the beneficiaries. Yeah. When you want these beneficiaries to inherit, how you want them to inherit, for instance, if you have assets that you want to leave, So two people as joint tenants or as tenants in common, 
the age at which you want those people to inherit and who you want to be the executors of your estate. So that's something that you need to think about. So by the time you get to your attorney, you have a clear picture of what it is you want to happen with those assets that you've worked so hard for. Yeah. And when you die leaving a will, an application must be made to the Registrar of the Supreme Court to probate your will. Probating your will is a process where the court confirms that your will is a valid will. Once the registrar is satisfied that the documents submitted on behalf of the executor are in order and that the court fees are paid, the registrar issues a grant of letters testamentary to the executor. On receiving the grant of letters testamentary, your executor can take possession of your assets and begin the task of administering your assets, which involves taking steps to either sell assets or transfer assets to beneficiaries and wind up your estate. So you mentioned the executor. What are the implications of being asked to be an executor? Is there any you know, legal liability if someone comes and says, well, they want me to be the executor of their estate? I'm just wondering what the implications of that would be. The role of an executor is an important one and should not be taken lightly. To be an executor is to be in a position of trust. And there is the potential for personal liability if you fail to act in a responsible manner. For example, an executor may be personally liable if their actions result in an estate being insolvent. Or if the executor has notice of an undisputed debt and instead of settling that debt, distributes the assets of the estate. If an executor does this, that executor will become personally liable to that creditor. But there is protection for an executor. And I'm sure you've seen notices in the newspaper where an executor publishes a notice that he intends to distribute the assets of the estate and provides members of the public with a certain time frame within which they should submit any claims against the estate. If that time period expires and an executor does not receive any claims, the executor is free to distribute the assets of the estate. Okay, so that definitely seems like a really significant and comprehensive responsibility. So I see in other parts of the world, you know, people create wills online and, you know, like using apps uh, and not them trying to put you out of work or anything, but... Can people draft their own wills? I mean, I'm just curious. You can prepare your own will, but you must make sure that you know exactly what you are doing. And you shouldn't just follow a template blindly because what might be applicable in one jurisdiction may not be applicable in your jurisdiction. Right. So you seek advice from an attorney at law in the jurisdiction where the assets are. So I don't think that's something that's going to maybe be happening in Barbados or the Caribbean in the short term. So sometimes people leave unusual things in their wills or leave things to their pets. What actually happens when people leave things to their pets? Have you ever seen that before? What you are talking about reminds me of an article I read recently where a favored pet apparently became the beneficiary of a very large estate. 
while I haven't seen a will leaving a gift of any kind to a pet, we need to be mindful that a pet cannot take care of itself. Someone has to take care of a pet. As a pet owner, you can make a plan to make sure that your pet has a good life after you die. And your plan can include a list of your pet's likes and dislikes and your pet's medical history. And you can make sure that your pet goes to a caring person or organization and the person or organization that is caring for your pet has enough money to make sure that your pet has a good life after you die. Okay. The other thing I was wondering about is the contestation of wills. Under what circumstances do people normally contest wills? And is this something that happens frequently? A will can be contested on the ground that it is not a valid will. If you have evidence to show that at the time the will was being made, the person making the will did not have the mental capacity to do so. For instance, if you have evidence to show that at the time the will was being made, the person was suffering from severe memory loss or that the person did not understand the contents of the will or that the person was not fully aware of the contents of the will or that there was somebody who was forcing that person to make the will when the person really did not want to make the will or that the will itself is fraudulent or that the will was not signed properly as the law requires. And I guess you had been, you had mentioned that people tend to make wills at you know various key moments in their life, the birth of a child and new business. So a will is something that you should revisit frequently. Yes, you should update your will as your circumstances change. So if you acquire assets, you may want to change your will. If you sell assets, you may want to change your will. If you marry or divorce, you may want to change your will. Maybe it's something that we should put on our calendar to maybe look at it every year or something. When your circumstances change, you should. (laughs) For instance, the person you named as a beneficiary of your will may die before you. That's true. Or the person you appoint as executor may die before you. You may need to change your will. Yeah. That makes sense. So what is the, I guess, the best piece of advice you would give to anyone listening when it comes to estate planning? It's never too early to start estate planning. Okay. And lastly, assuming I've made this will, where do I keep my will? Do I keep it at home, in my lockbox? Where do I keep it? The best place to keep your will would be Depository of Wills of Living Persons at the Supreme Court Registry. That's the best place to keep your will. It's kept there until it is needed. People may also keep their wills with the attorney that prepared the will. Some people may have a safe deposit box at a bank. So some people may keep it at home. But the best place would be to keep it, to lodge it at the Depository of Wills of Living Persons. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. So thank you very much, Laverne, for joining us today. I personally feel it wasn't too morbid and it was informative and perhaps it's just the motivation we need to arrange our business in a world that feels ever more uncertain. I agree. So thank you so much. You're welcome, Akila. 
Thanks for listening. Don't forget to join us every other Wednesday for another episode of Shack Shack. Subscribe to our podcast using your favorite podcast platform. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can also connect with us on IG, Facebook, and Twitter, or by email at akilia at shackshack.club. Let's shake things up.